for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Very well. It's good to be back in the studio, even after Chris filled in for me a bit last week. He did a pretty good job on that interview. I had a listen. It was a very good interview. One of the best we've had, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty spewing I missed out on that one, actually. But uh, anyway. You've got a good one coming up today, so that's all right. We do. Coming up on today's show, of course, we'll get into the newsroom, take a look at all the latest NFL news from the last week. We have an interview with University of Houston Cougars commit, Dane Roy, which will be fantastic. And the last thing we're going to finish off with is team draft needs. We're going to take a look at a couple of the teams in the NFL who have certainly needs in some areas more than others, so we'll take a look at that. James, it's our 41st episode, and let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Looking at the Browns, Josh Gordon's reinstatement has run into all sorts of dramas after rumours he's failed yet another drug test. Yep, pretty poor from, from Josh Gordon. Apparently he says he'll, he'll make it back, but he's been hanging out with Johnny Manziel. Rumoured to be. Uh, yeah, rumoured as in film together coming out of a nightclub. So oh, just just hanging out for the day. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how often they're hanging out, but I think one well, time's two enough. Two guys out of the Manziel. NFL. Yeah, do you reckon he's done? Um, yeah. Look, uh, he's still Gaw- young. Yeah, he, he's he's a he's an elite talent when he's playing at the level we know he can play at. But I just don't think it's that important to him. I think he he says it is, but. I I just don't think he, it is judging from his actions. No, it's certainly not. Like they test at only certain times during the year, unless you're in the program, which he is. He is. So, so all he can get tested to do any day. Is not smoke weed. Seriously, I, I don't know. To me, that sounds like a really easy sacrifice to be an NFL wide receiver. I don't know about anyone else, but that sounds simple uh, to get paid millions and millions of dollars to play football. So. I said, I have no sympathy for these guys that do this. I have no sympathy for him. I have no sympathy for Johnny Manziel. They do it to themselves. Whether they're addicts, obviously they are, or, or whatever their problems are, they have the opportunity to play NFL. Do you know how many people would kill to do that? And they just piss it away. It's the bottom line. Yeah. Look, it, I don't care either way. Like, it, it doesn't make me mad. You know, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, they, they're wasting their talent. Well, it's theirs to waste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you so. know, if they want to ruin it, they can. doesn't worry me. Yeah. Now, speaking of somebody who could have been heading in that direction, E. Lacey, apparently he's lost 20 pounds already. 20 pounds. So now, he had it to lose, but... Yeah. Uh, so, he's basically... He's... Think he's doing CrossFit? Yeah, uh, I doubt it. He might have a sore back if he is. Is he on a Palladio diet? <laughs> <laughs> Look, at the end of the day... The raw they diet? They told him he had Maybe to lose weight. Yeah, he could be on the, the shaker weights. You seen them? Yeah, I have seen those. <laughs> Look, he's lost twenty pounds. He was on NFL.com at two thirty four pounds last season. Bullshit. No way. He was playing at about yeah, so two seventy. <laughs> um, so he's lost twenty pounds already. It hasn't been that long after the season, so he's obviously taken what Coach Mike McCarthy has said pretty seriously, and that's good. I reckon that's good for him. He could have a really good, a really good bounce back year. Yeah, if you're in a Dynasty League for fantasy, he'd be pretty happy because his output wasn't flash, and he's a pretty important part of that offense. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't bad last year. He had some very good moments, but he was just too heavy, and, and everyone he, knew that, and he knew that, so that's why he's losing weight. He could be a top five back. 
Oh, if he wants to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, he could be. In that offense now, that's a great offense. So He's in a great situation. Safeties are out of the box. They're they're often four wide. Yep. You know, the opportunity for yards is there. Yep. Lose weight and get good. Yeah, it's perfect. And he, he's obviously taking up that challenge, so good on him. Saints pick up the 50 option on safety. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro. Oh, they just need so much more help than just this, but... I was a bit surprised, to be honest. There's no one else. He's not that That's the problem. good at safety. On their roster, he'd be the best safety. Yeah, he'd be the best defensive back. But I, I, yeah, I guess you've got to keep your good players, and that's what the Saints do. But they just have such salary cap problems, and we discuss it all the time. It's not going to get any better until Drew Brees goes because they are paying him way too much money. That's yeah. the bottom line. Whether he takes pay cuts or whatever, it's still too much money. But, you know, they keep a nice player around. He's an... Uh, just above average starter in the NFL, and you just don't find those guys everywhere. So once you've got one, if it's not going to cost you a lot of money, you keep them. Yep, pretty much. Cost them less than the franchise tag for one more year. Much less. Yep. Looking over to New England, Blunt signs a one-year deal with the Patriots. Yeah, $2 million, nothing major. bargain, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not much at all. It's the only place he's been really any good. He had a really good year at Tampa Bay. That's when he kind of jumped off, you know, jumped out on the scene. But since then, he's. But if you look at a lot of the, uh, a lot of his performance was late in that season when Tampa was rubbish yep. and they just fed him. If you look at his carries and where he had them, not arguing the numbers were good, but it wasn't when it mattered. Yeah, and he's always had troubles off the field. He seemed to have put that aside now at the Patriots. So I think it's a good deal for them. They keep a solid guy, knows the system. He's a good pass protector. He's a hard runner. He's a goal line guy. He can score your touchdowns. I think it's a good move by them. They'll, they'll definitely draft one, though. Former first-round pick, DeBrickashaw Ferguson, hangs up the cleats after 10 years of playing tackle for the New York Jets. They did ask him to take a pay cut in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this... I don't think he was forced out by any stretch of the imagination, but no. I think he said, you know what? I've made $70 million in my career. I don't need this. No, and that's what I think they've they've said, take a pay cut. And he said, well, you know what? If, I'm, if I need to take a pay cut because I'm not playing well enough, I'm just going to stop playing. He said that if he can't play at the highest level, then he doesn't want to play anymore. Uh, left tackles take a beating, and this guy is no exception. He has missed one play in his 10-year career. And the one play he missed was when they played Darrell Revis at left tackle for a trick play. Yeah. That is the only play he's ever missed in a 10 year The man NFL geniuses career. play. Didn't and, work, apparently. And this is not a wide receiver, you know, a quarterback. This is a left tackle who is getting hit and making contact on every single play. That is incredibly impressive. So I, I don't know. He, he's a, he could be a Hall of Famer. He's been that good. I remember when he came out, he was a far and, a, and away arguably the best position player coming in that draft. Yeah. And, you know, they got 10 years out of him. And this is when we look at the draft this year with... Um, Tunsil. Tunsil. If you get that kind of production out of a guy, how do you not take them yeah. first? Ten, you know? If you can get 10 years out playing left every tackle. game out of a left tackle, that's a decade of not worrying about it. Yep. That's, and Jets that's, need to worry about it now. Well, They've been planning a little bit for the future. But, well, they made a trade. They traded, which is our next point. Yeah. They traded a fifth-round pick for the injury played Ryan Claddy from Denver. They've given up nothing for him. He's 29 years old. He'll be 30 when the season starts. So he's slightly younger than Ferguson. Look, it's a two pl- ACLs, yeah. ankle injury, yeah, last and his year, wrist as well. Wrist problems, rotator cuff issues. The last earlier. three years, he's he's been pretty banged up. But it doesn't hurt you if you have to pick. cut him. Yeah, it's exactly. a fifth-round pick. He's only got one year left on his contract. This is his last year of his contract. 
sorry, second last year of his contract, but he can be cut for nothing at the end of the season. It's a pretty low risk. Keep in mind, last season, the Jets traded a fifth-round pick for Brandon Marshall, and that worked out pretty well. It worked out great. So, look, it's they're, they're taking a flyer. They're giving up nothing. Denver really just didn't want him on the payroll anymore. And they've got rid of him. So yeah, we'll see what happens. And they redid the deal. They didn't take on yes, the deal yeah. he was under um, with Denver. They reworked Denver it. are paying some of that deal as well. Not a lot. But basically, they're, they're taking a bit away from it. So I think it's a really good trade. You know, they lost a guy and within 24 hours, they, they fixed that position. Now, if he gets hurt, they're in no worse position they are than they are before it anyway. Yeah, well, so. they can cut him before the start of the season. That salary won't kick in. Exactly. They've got all sorts of salary cap drivers. And I think the there's, Jets, a, so. there's a clause in there that if they... If he makes a Pro Bowl or something like that, they get a fourth rounder or something. There's some sort of clause in the pick. Um, but it, he's not making a Pro Bowl, so don't have to well, worry you don't about know. that. It's a left tackle. I know. You have a good year. I'll bet you whatever you want, mate. He's well, not he's making made, the salary. He's, he's made, not making the Pro Bowl. He's made three before. If he stays healthy, you can make it. He won't make it. <laughs> Turning to horrible and sad news: former Saints defensive end and captain Will Smith was shot and killed. Uh, in a road rage incident, his wife was also shot and injured. She, thankfully, is still alive at the moment. James, stories like these just you just look in disbelief. And I sent this through to you on the weekend. Yeah, I just I could not believe it. It's and, terrible. News. And in this incident, he wasn't just shot. He was shot nine times in a road rage incident, and then the guy emptied what was left of his ammunition in that weapon. To his fleeing into wife. his fleeing wife. It's a horrible story. Now I've been in New Orleans. I know you've been in New Orleans. It's an awesome, amazing place. He was just out for dinner with Pierre Thomas. With Pierre another Thomas, running another NFL player. I just can't imagine what would have happened in a road rage incident that this was what a, a, a correct course of action. I just can't comprehend oh, it's, it. It's it's ridiculous. And you know, this is a guy that played ten years in the NFL. Uh, all for the Saints, was a captain for five seasons, including the year they won the Super Bowl. He was going into the Ring of Honor this going year. Going into the Ring of Honor. He'd just been, it hadn't been publicly announced, but he had been informed. Uh, you know, a, a borderline, you know, he played three or four more years as a borderline Hall of Famer. He was a terrific football player. Uh, and it's just a tragic loss. He's got three kids. His wife is now going to have to recover and then come to terms with not having her husband in her life anymore and having three children to look after. It's just... An awful, awful story that, you know, and we won't get too political with it. But unfortunately, if you allow people to carry guns, this is what you get. If none of the, if neither of them have guns, worst case scenario, they have fisty cuffs and Will Smith beats the crap out of him. That's the worst thing that can happen. No one's dead. So yep. you know what? Now two people could have died and one has, and it's a terrible story. Yeah, all our thoughts are, are with um, the Smith family and. and- hope that they can take some comfort out of this. On that somber note, we will turn moving on. We've got Dane Roy, new commit to the University of Houston Cougars as a punter. And now joining us from, oh, not quite from yet, but University of Houston Cougars commit Dane Roy. Dane, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, how are we going? Very well, thanks. First place I want to start, we caught you on the Channel 9 News a little while back when you won the longest kick at the grand final. Mate, yeah. that ball absolutely flew. When I saw that, I couldn't believe how far it went. Were you in shock you'd actually got that good a piece of it? 
Yeah, well, the kick before it was um, 66 metres and they took the lead off me and and I was a bit in, in disbelief that that actually happened then and I was like, oh, well, I've got one more kick, I might as well have it, have a crack. There's a big prize up for grabs. And then as soon as I hit it, I'm like, that, that actually could win. And then it just kept going and the people with the measuring tapes, they just kept running backwards and then it did and then it just... it it um, was amazing, the feeling. You could see on my face that it's one of the most happiest moments in my life. And just, yeah, everything went to plan. I think there was a bit of a swirling breeze at the G and um, I must have just picked it up in the right air pocket and sent it 73 metres. No, don't sell yourself short, mate. That thing absolutely flew. <laughs> um, it made for good watching. For those who haven't seen it, you can check it out. Um, it, it's all over uh, at Twitter. You can certainly find it. Channel 9 News have got it. Um, I think you can find it on the AFL's feed as well. It was um, pretty impressive. But that was really the start for you heading down this journey. Um, what sort of happened from there? Were you encouraged to speak to the, the guys at Pro Kick or yeah, did you well, approach um, them? Well, a couple of months before that, I think in June, I was... Um having a look at their website and I sent Chappie an email asking about um, asking about everything like what do you do how do you get over there how do you play and they didn't actually reply to me for like three or four weeks because he was actually over in America on a tour but um, I got the idea from a guy at Richmond Central's he was coaching in the twos and his brother actually went over and um, played Juco Joel Dixon who's just recently committed to um, the UAB and um, I saw his highlights, and I'm like, well, I can do that. I might give it a crack. Then I had a trial or a, um assessment in June, and Chappie's like, yeah, well, you've got everything we need. You should do it. But I didn't actually take it serious until I won the barrel time, and that got me a um, a few free training sessions with Pro Kick. <laughs> How is a guy like Chappie? Obviously, we've spoken to a lot of pro kick boys. We spoke to Tom Hackett last week, who's going to be playing in the NFL next year, and he spoke very highly of Chappie. I assume yeah. you have the same opinion. Yeah, he's he's changed my life. Him and John Smith have changed my life. It's just they've given me the instructions to do it and helped me along the way every step. And um, yeah, I've I've taken this opportunity with both hands. That's great. Now, you're heading over to the University of Houston. What are you most looking forward to about, about heading over there? I reckon the crowd. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a, a pretty good college. I've already had like um, some um, tweets sent to me just saying, we love your story and we can't wait to have you over there and uh, can't wait to meet you all. And so the hospitality's already been great. And the, uh, and the coaching staff over there, I've had a chat through to Jason Washington. He's a special team's coach and he's just been like helpful from the start like anything any questions i've got he answers them and just like their recruitment process is just i don't know what the other the other um universities are like but this is top notch um we've actually a friend of ours uh, also played football at at houston um so i know a little bit about the program they've been down for a little bit but last year they had one hell of a year they went 13 and one under new head coach um Tom Herman, yeah. their stadium's pretty new. You're going into a pretty exciting environment, an exciting time at the Cougars. Yeah, they're currently ranked eighth out of uh, 128, I think it is, and so that's a, it's a good start. And they've got all the facilities to um, to continue being a, a really, really competitive team. Now, um, I'm, yeah. I'm going to head away from the on-field aspect of college a little bit here, Dane. What yeah. I want to ask you... 
Uh, are you looking forward to the partying? Are you going to be staying on campus? I've heard that the Aussie boys put the Americans under the table when it comes to drinking. Are you, are you that kind of a guy? You're you going to go to a few parties? I um I don't drink that often, but when I do, like I I drink about once a month. But on that night, I drink to make up for that month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'll fit in fine. You know, we've heard Jamie Keane went out for drink drinks with Rob Gronkowski and put him under the table, and he's the NFL party boy. So I, I just yeah. don't think the Americans can do it like the Aussie boys can. No, that's it. We grow up in the country drinking anything that we can get our hands on. <laughs> Uh, that's all right. Are you, are you staying on campus, or are you are taking a partner over with you? How, how's that? All that going to work out? I'll be taking my missus over. Um, she's currently working out all her um, registration uh, at the moment because she's a midwife in Australia. That she can only be a nurse over there because she doesn't want to study anymore. So we're going to get her all teed up with a, a job be a nurse and um, then she'll join me a couple months later and oh, I'm not exciting. sure if we'll live on campus or off but it'll be right near the uh, the, the stadium so obviously you've got to be training all the time so um, yeah living in apartment styles very exciting stuff for both of you now Dane I understand that uh, you haven't attended university before so my understanding is you would have your full four years of eligibility yeah um, correct do you know what courses you're going to take yet what you're going to enrol in I've been uh, having a look at it all, and I reckon marketing's going to suit me. Not, so, not. Uh, what's the one? What's the one all marketing. the NFL players do? Oh, the the so communications. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exciting stuff, mate. You, I'm sure you'll have a blast over there, yeah, and definitely going to use that um, their degree to my advantage as well, because that's that's something obviously scholarship is massive to do that, and they pay for your education. Oh, it's a, it's an outstanding opportunity and something that you've you've well deserved. Who would have thought that having a kick at on the MCG at halftime would get you would get you this far? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't worked this hard for anything in my life as well. So it's amazing um, how how things turn out in life. Now, Dane, have you taken the time to have a look a little bit of look at the uh, Houston schedule this year? Yeah, the first game is um, September 3rd, I believe, against the number four team, Oklahoma Sooners. That was the main reason why I asked. (laughs) That's a hell of a matchup for the first game of the year. Um, I'm not sure what... in Houston? Yeah, that's in the NRG. Yep, yep, they're hosting. Texans. Texans home ground. One of my questions, too, is I'm not sure what the situation is with any existing punter there. Do you expect to be playing in that game? Yeah, I expect I expect to um, put myself under uh, a lot of pressure and um, and grab that number one punting spot when I get there. Is there? Do they normally carry another punter on the roster? Is there anyone else there that you know of? Yeah, there was a backup punter last year because last year's punter was a senior and he's finished now and he's um, had a pro day a couple of uh, weeks ago. And the I think there's a backup punter still on the list, so he's doing all their work now. Um, and when I get over there, then we'll be sharing the workload during trainings and I'll hopefully prove my worth and um, take the number one spot. Fantastic. Now, now, you mentioned he's taking those duties now. My understanding is spring practice is, is happening as we speak over yeah, there? Yeah, that's correct. I keep updated on Twitter by watching all the pitches and, and uh, looking at the pitches and watching all the videos. They have some really t- intense drills. Like a, a circle drill, everyone stands around, you have to wrestle... Um, the next person over. It's kind of like a really quick sumo wrestling. 
Honestly, I'm sure you'll be itching to get into that one. Um, yeah, they don't usually put the punters. I was going to say, wor- word of advice, either. specialists should just stay out of the way of that stuff. Some <laughs> D-linemen there. Um. And if you ever have to block someone, just get yeah. out of the way. And if you ever have to tackle someone, just get out of the way. Protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 6'7 and 230 pounds, 232 pounds. Should so play tight end. Yeah, Johnny, they'll, they'll probably Johnny, think you're a defensive lineman. Yeah, Johnny wants to get me a bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait till you get on the lifting program they'll have there for you. You'll be yeah. huge in no time. It's and, probably one of the... and all the food over there as well. Can't wait for that. Oh, you've got to go get some barbecue. It is outstanding. I've just got back Especially from Especially in Texas. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome stuff. Get some Texas toast, a bit of brisket. It's everything you need. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, uh, coming to the end, look, Dame, we, we understand you're a bit of an ice cream salesman as well. I'm sure you're uh, yeah. enjoying the uh, the drumsticks as we speak. Yeah. Uh, when, when's sort of your last day there? When do you head over to really start this journey? Well, I haven't really um, planned much at the moment. We're about to have my visa approved and work yet all the dates I can go over. But I was hoping to finish up here at, uh, mid-May at Peter's so they say goodbye to Maximons for the next four years because uh, they don't I have love in America. And, um, <laughs> That's a tragedy, mate. Maximons are the best. <laughs> and um, head over to America in uh, June, I'm hoping. And um, then... In uh, July, there's a pro kick tour, how um, all the pro kick players meet up and travel around America, heading to all punting camps. That's organised by Chappie. So um, he knows he knows a thing or two, Chappie, about um, punting. Yeah, well, he's got and a pretty good record these days with uh, the amount of yeah. people he's put into college and into the NFL yeah. now. I can't thank him enough for all the work that he's helped me with. Fantastic. Look, Dane, thank you so much for your time. Now, look, if somebody wants to, to follow your career, uh, do you have Twitter or anything like that so people can keep an eye on your progress over the years? Yeah, my Twitter account is just at DRoy. Jesus, scored a good one there. Troy. Yeah, I got that, in, um, got that in like 2006 or seven or eight or so, whenever they first opened. Didn't think Twitter would get this big, though. <laughs> it's, it's crazy now. You'll have so many tweets. Yeah. Uh, so who, was, who was the boy that dropped the punt last year? Ask him about Twitter, the poor guy. Yeah, uh, Blake O'Neill, Blake like, O'Neill. Up in Michigan. He hates Twitter. <laughs> I think someone reminded him the other day about that. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't forget over there. So, uh, yeah, you've got to be in the No, the internet never forgets. Look, Dane, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck this season and for the following seasons and hopefully maybe one day even in the NFL. No worries. Thanks for that, guys. That was Dane Roy, University of Houston commit. We wish him all the best. But now, James, let's take a look at the NFL. Let's look at a few draft needs. Now, one thing we haven't talked about when we're talking about your mock draft, which is being mocked all over the internet, (laughs) the Patriots, who don't have a first-round pick because someone let some air out of a football, what's their number one need in your mind? Uh, Look, there's a couple of things. They need certainly need a running back, and they certainly need a middle linebacker. Losing Gerard Mayo, they've lost that. And they didn't really have it last year, which hurt them at times. That true middle linebacker, they play a hybrid system, sometimes four linebackers, sometimes uh, three. So they need that guy, that versatile player. I don't know where they're going to find it, um, but that's definitely their biggest need. And running back, obviously they re-signed LeGarrette Blunt, which we discussed earlier. But other than him, you've got Dion Lewis coming off an injury. You need... You know, if there's someone available, maybe, maybe a Derrick Henry in the second, late second round, but you need something like that, just depending on how it falls. But what the Patriots always do is they'll take the best available player at their spot and they'll make it all work. Yeah, they have no interest in going for need if it's going to be any sort of reach. They're very disciplined. 
when it comes to their draft, um, which really helps them stay. You know, there's a reason why they've won the won the AFC East. What? It's Ten out of eleven times, or something yeah, like they, that. They lost it once when Tom Brady was hurt. So they've just been an outstanding team, and they just have such a good team on paper. Every position, you know, possibly O line is a bit of a need, but that trade for Jonathan Cooper was a pretty smart one. They get Sebastian Volmer back from injury, um, and Nate Solder, so their tackles will be would be solidified there. Uh, they had horrible injuries last year, which a lot of people forget. So they get those guys back. Uh, maybe wide receiver is the only other thing I could think that they need something at. But other than that, they are looking pretty good. We're going to start working our way from the best to the worst. So we'll start with the Denver Broncos. Their needs, the one that jumps out at me, James, is quarterback. Because Mark Sanchez can't start for your football team. No, and they still haven't got a deal done for uh, Colin Kaepernick, so I can't really see that happening right now. I don't know about you. It's it's going on a long time. Kaepernick's clearly said he's not taking a pay cut. So if Denver don't want to pay him what his current contract is, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, neither do I. Um, they probably need to have a look at O-line as well, but quarterback is just by far their biggest need. They need to take one in the, at the end of the first round. I don't think you can wait till the end of the second round because they will just be nothing left. Um, you know, who's the guy out of Ohio State who's, mind, who's slipping my mind right now? The, Bosa? No, the quarterback, the big guy, the big... Oh, um... The one who was the backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have come out last year. Yeah, yeah. Whoever. I can't believe I forget his name, but yeah, he, I don't think he'll be available there, or maybe he'll be available end of the second, but other than that, you want one of the big four... Can you get a Connor Cook down there? He should be there at the end of the first round. At the end he? of the first round, definitely. That's where I had in my mock draft. And if they can get him, I think that's a terrific result because he is he is an NFL-ready player. He knows how to run a pro system. I think it would be a good, good get for them. Looking uh, to the Super Bowl runners-up, the Carolina Panthers. You've got down here their probably biggest needs of safety in O-line. I would have thought another target or two for... Yeah, receiver would be pretty helpful as well. They're a little one-dimensional on their running from time to time. It, the reason I went with safety and O-line, receiver is definitely something they could do with. I just don't think there'll be any at the end of the first round. Um, that's why I went with safety. Safety for them, losing Roman Harper is a really big part of their defense. He was getting old and was, was becoming ineffective. They need to replace that role because when you're a team that's built with a defense like that, you want to keep that that strong. You don't want to lose any of that. I think you can find receivers later in the draft. It is a very deep receiver draft, so I think you can find them later. Uh, I think safety is their biggest concern because you want to keep a dominant defense because, let's be honest, that's what made them so great this year. Cam Newton and um, now he had terrible receivers last year. He's going to get Calvin Benjamin back, so it couldn't be any worse. Yep, and you would hope Funchess would come on in a second year. Yeah, If yeah. he's opposite Benjamin, that's oh, got to help. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've and they got Greg Olsen too. Going down so the middle. They're, they're, not, they're not terrible there. I think they get... Calvin, they get him back here. They'll be fine. To our favorite team of last year, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, look, I know they made a trade for an outside linebacker, uh, Chandler Jones, but they definitely need another outside linebacker. That's their biggest concern. Um, either outside linebacker or defensive end. Um, I'm a firm believer that you need three good pass rushes to be a good a good pass rushing defense. They've got two at the moment with Clayus Campbell and Chandler Jones. I think they need to make that third, whether it be a D end or an outside linebacker. It is a very deep draft at defensive line, so they'll be able to get someone good at the end of the first. Victoria's very own 
Adam Gotts has took a visit there during the week. Adam Gotts, and I will say I listened to um, a podcast that I love uh, called Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah, who is a scout that I read stuff on all the time. He's been a scout for a long time. He had him on the podcast this week as his red flag player, which isn't a bad thing. It was basically, this is a guy you want on your team. And he had him projected as a second-round pick until his knee injury, and now he's got his projection going in the fourth or the fifth. So that's super exciting. If they could get a guy like him, he is perfect for that system. He's a hybrid guy. He can rush inside. He can play the edge. Uh, could be a really good fit for them. So hopefully hopefully he, he goes in the draft. It would be so exciting to yep. see him go. Adam, if you're listening or if anyone who knows him, Please reply to one of our responses. We'd love to have you on the show. We really want... Look, after what he did to me five years ago, the least he could do is have a 10-minute chat with me. (laughs) So if we're out there, someone hit him up. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs, who had a pretty surprising year last year. I'd put their number one need as quarterback because I hate Alex Smith, but I'm sure you're not going to listen to me. No, Alex Smith is not a bad quarterback at all. Um, They've got great running backs. Their O-line's terrific. Their offense is pretty much sewn away. Uh, would that, you trade Charles if someone would give you something for yeah, him? Yeah, I would. I definitely yeah. would. He's 29 years old. And coming off an ACL. And they've just re-signed Spencer Ware and Ch- Ch- Chanderick West. Oh, very good. Yeah, I got it. It's very got, good. It's got two CHs in it. Um, so they've just re-signed them to the same money. So what I would do is, if you can, get a deal for him and then use those two like they did last year because they were outstanding and a really good one-two punch. Now, they're def- they need a cornerback. They lost Sean Smith in free agency. They need to replace that. They took Marcus Peters last year, who had who won Defensive Rookie of the Year. They need some success like that again. Um, late in the, in the late first round, that's their go. Uh, middle linebacker, probably a mid-to-late-round filler. Doug, uh, Johnson is older. He's starting to fade, so they've got him on a two-year deal, but... He's 34 years old, so they need to start to replace him. And, you know, if you can get a guy under him for a couple of seasons to learn, that's the best-case scenario for them. Moving on to another one of the bandwagon teams, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Yep, we have wide receiver and offensive tackle. Uh, It surprised me why the Seahawks didn't go after Ryan Clady because there was a lot of talk between them, between Denver and them, and they didn't go and get him. That's their their biggest thing. And wide receiver, they need a dominant wide receiver. They had Tyler Lockett last year, the rookie who's turned into a really good playmaker. What they need is that number one guy who can draw double coverage and all that kind of stuff. Uh, whether that's there at the end you know, the end of that first round, I don't know. Um, there's plenty of O-tackles in this draft as well, so that's something else they need. Uh, next one we have uh, the Green Bay Packers. No, we've done them. No, we didn't. We went Chiefs, Seahawks. We missed the Packers. Oh, did we jump them? Yeah, that's My all right. Mistake. You always try and jump Green Bay because you hate them. I don't uh, hate Green Bay. No they're one, one of the, could, be, no one one of the could best organizations in the league. What Green Bay do need is linebackers, middle and outside. If you can find a good middle linebacker, you can move Clay Matthews back to the outside. Where well, He can't play everywhere. Yeah, and Right now, he's, he's playing everywhere. He's been great at middle linebacker for them, and he was a great... The year they moved him there, he basically saved the defense that year, but he's a much better outside linebacker and they need to put him back there. Uh, however, though, if there's a really, really good available... Uh, if a, I've got tongue-tied. If there's a good outside linebacker available, you could see them take him and keep Clay Matthews there, but that's certainly their two biggest needs by far. They, they need linebackers. Their D-line's pretty good. Their D-backs are pretty good. It's definitely their need. Uh, now moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, which we already did. Oh my god! We're losing it. <laughs> it's been a been a long day, Rich. It has. It's okay. Man. It has. We're going to move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Now I can see how you got Seahawks and Steelers confused because they both have S's at the start. 
You're not a good reader. I know that. No, no <laughs> you did I'm not. fail. You did have to redo fourth grade. So I did, and thanks to my beautiful partner for sealing me down the river on that one. <laughs> Look, um, it's pretty simple what the Steelers need. They need cornerbacks and safeties. They need defensive backs so badly. It is their weakest spot by far. Since Polamalu left, that has been their weakest point. If they if they fix this... They're a great team. Would you potentially have them winning the yeah. North? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If they get, they get Antonio Brown back, Le'Veon Bell, Roethlisberger's on some health kick, so I can't see him being worse than he was last year. How much Martavius going to miss? Was whole it the season? season? Yeah, he's oh, done. God, that's he's bad done. For so, them. so that's the only thing they could take a wide receiver. I just don't know if you do when you've got you know Martavis Bryant's coming back. Apparently Roethlisberger's losing weight. Yeah, he's lost tons of weight. Stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I can't see he's so consistent. I can't see him being any worse than he was last year. Hopefully, Le'Veon Bell comes back from injury. Antonio Brown's a gun. They've got some depth at receiver. They need to fix up those D backs. Their front seven's outstanding. They've got to get, get the back end under control. That hasn't been good since Polamalu kind of had his retired. downfall and retired. Yeah, staying in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I've got them defensive tackle and linebacker. Uh, they have Geno Atkins, but you need in that four three system. You need a guy who can play the one technique as well. That's their biggest letdown. They get run on a little bit. Um, and linebacker, they have Ray Ray Malaga playing middle linebacker, but he just can't cover. Said you want to be a really good four three defense. You need those good four de- four good defensive linemen. They've got the ends. They've got one good D tackle. They need another one, and you need that free flowing sideline to sideline middle linebacker. Um, yeah, it's just about trying to find that guy late in the first round. All these teams are going to have difficulty filling this. Because they're late in the draft. They are. You're going to have difficulty finding a superstar, but that's not, you know, a lot of guys find good linebackers. You know, look at Quan Alexander from last year, a fourth-round pick. Yeah, and he was You can awesome. find them. Stephan, Stephan Anthony at the uh, yep. the Saints, he's a great, he was a late first-round pick as well. So you can find them. Minnesota Vikings. Wide receiver. Um, I've got offensive tackle here. Oh, but four. They, they did Teddy address. can't throw it more than 10 yards. Yeah, you still need it. You need a guy that's going to be what Cadarrel Patterson hasn't been. You need that quick guy that can go deep. You need to find They had out. one. They never threw it to him. You need to find... And he left. Who? Um, Wallace. Wallace. He's terrible. But he can go down the field. Yeah, he can't. They he's never lost, threw it to he's him. He's lost a step. Look, you need to find out what you've got in Teddy. Um, you're going to have guys you're stacking the average quarterback. That's what you've Yeah, got. I agree. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is that good a player. But you need to get him as many weapons as you can and then see what he can do. If you get him a really, some really good weapons and he struggles, then you can kind of go, all right, let's move on from him. Uh, but that's, yeah, wide receiver definitely. Offensive tackle wouldn't hurt. They did sign Andre Smith from the Bengals, who's a good starter. Um, they fixed up the interior line. They should be, I think they're going to be a really good team next year if they can just get that. Imagine if they could get a, like an Amari Cooper type of guy. I know no, that doesn't come late. Not down but, there. But someone like that, if you can land someone like that, that team would be fantastic. A red zone threat is what they need. So that's And the last one before, we'll keep going with this in the next few weeks. But for right now, the Houston Texans. Yeah, I've got tight end, wide receiver, and offensive guard. Um, you sign Brock Osweiler to a stupid amount of money, which yeah. we both don't agree with. You sign Lamar Miller. His money wasn't wrong. I think he's a good player too. But you sign those guys. You need to get some weapons around them. Their tight ends have been terrible for a long since Owen Daniels left, and that's saying that something because he's not that good a player either. They need a tight end, and that all they need a wide receiver to go opposite Hopkins. You can find a speedster in that late in the first round to take the top off. Hopkins can make things happen on their side, and they lost Brandon Brooks, the offensive guard. Um, they need to replace that so they can get their running game going. 
and that's about it. Very good. We'll continue this in the next couple of weeks as we get closer to the draft. There's a countdown on NFL.com. It's about 16-odd days, so it is not far away. We've got two more shows before the draft, and it'll be pretty much wall-to-wall draft until then. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. Until next week, for James Arthur, for our special guest, Dane Roy, for our producer, Chris Tyler, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.